So I was challenged to come in to, um, to minister to you guys this morning on your identity unveiled. And um, it's kind of going along with our crown series, who we are in Christ. And um, so I want you guys to think deeper than you have a little bit. So we're going to put our thinking caps on this morning. I'm going to teach a little bit this morning and um, just, uh, just kind of point out some scriptures to you that are help us to realize who we are in Christ. And um, I want you this morning to be thinking about who you are and who God says you are. Sometimes who we think we are is a little bit different than what God says we are, right? And we will have that that um, realization in the past and sometimes in the present, day to day. Lord, I can't do that. That's too big for me. No, no, you can't. I've, I've put it in you. I, I've called you to do it. And so I'll help you and grace you to do that. And um, he says you are his chosen, that you are his, and he has saved you for this time on earth. And that's, that's kind of mind-blowing right there. We think about all of the years and moments in time um, that we could have been born, but God chose to put us on earth at this very moment and this very season of our lives. And because he has something special for you to do, he has something that no one else could do but you. And, um, and so that's humbling right there, right? That's a big, that's a big um, assignment. And, um, and he, he um, has put everything in you from before you were born. He's given you all the tools, anything that you would have needed to do your assignment. He already, you already have inside. And sometimes we think, oh, we have to develop this. We, you know, I'm not, I have to go to school. I, I've got to do all this. i got to get my degrees. And i got to do all this before I can go out and preach this message. Not always, no. That helps sometimes, but he's put everything in you that you would ever need. The word has been in you, and it's our job to um, cover that and to, um, to deliver that message. And sometimes, you know what? It doesn't have to come out eloquently. It doesn't have to, you know, have to be behind a pulpit. You can be in a cubicle next to somebody. You can, you can be passing by somebody at the grocery store and stop and say, "Hey, God just loves you today." And I just wanted to tell you that. And so He can use you anywhere. It doesn't have to be a huge speech. It doesn't have to be. It can be one word, a couple words, right? And and that's all that your job, your assignment was that day. But um, so. I have an alarm going off. I'm not sure why. Hold on here. There we go. All right. Sometimes my kids like to uh, set alarms for me, and they label them now because, you know, they're all technology, you know, challenged, you know, I'm challenged, but they are advanced, and so Raina likes to set alarms and all kinds of good stuff for me and remind me that I need to buy her something, that I need to take her somewhere, that I need to, you know, do this kind of stuff. I, the other day, I was like, do not disturb for 18 hours. I'm like, how did that get on there, like, from 5 o'clock to, or, you know, for to the next morning or whatever? I'm like... Do not disturb. All, all calls go to do not disturb. So you need to rest, Mom. I'm like, okay. All right, thanks. So anyway, never know what's going to pop up. <laughs> so, um, so I have some keys here to unveil your identity. And um, first we're going to talk about acknowledging your heritage. Everyone say, acknowledge your heritage. Now, some of us know a little bit about where we may have came from um, on the earth, like our, our parents' side. You know, I discovered that I have a little bit of Irish on my uh, for my grandmother's, my father's, my grandmother's side, and they actually did some study way back, and to see that we had 
um, some, some like a castle or something that's in ruins now that's over there. I have a cousin, a distant cousin, who paid all kinds of money to investigate all this stuff. You know, he always say ancestry and all that kind of stuff. And I'm actually curious about that because my family was not really tight-knit. And so I have a bunch of cousins, a bunch of relatives, a bunch of people that and nobody ever talked about them. So I've done it a couple of times and looked on there and been like, oh, okay, how do I relate to this person, that person, that person? Where do we come from? What does that happen? Because a lot of my relatives are passed away that could tell me that. And so um, anyway, so she found out that we have some um, some like ruins over there or something. I don't think we really own them or anything anymore, but they're over there. And so it's kind of cool. She went over into a word and stuff. And so that was kind of neat. And you know, we know, we may know some bits and pieces about our life and our history. And maybe we, our grandmother, even our, our, um, our Christian heritage, we may know some things. Some of us may have some, some of us may not have some, but all of that can pales into comparison and, um, against our um, our spiritual heritage. And um, I'm here to tell you today that you are divine royalty. You guys believe that this morning? You're divine royalty. Your dad is a king. You are a king's kid. And, uh, and he rejoices over you and loves you for who you are and for who he created you to be. And um, sometimes that's like, wow, even all my flaws, even all my mistakes, even all my hiccups, Lord, you still love me just as I am. And um, that's just really eye-opening sometimes, some days, for some of us. And um, so in 1 John 3, 1, I'm going to read here. And, and I have a bunch of different translations, so if it doesn't match up, I apologize. I have uh, the Passion Translation, I have the Message Translation, and I think I have the New Living Translation. So, um, but I put a bunch of them on here, and I didn't always write all of them down. So this one is in the message um, that I'm going to read from. It says, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. That's who we really are. But it's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously, because it has no, the world, has no idea who he is or what he's up to. And I kind of like, I like that version because it's so true. Sometimes we're just like, why do we get so much opposition in our family or wherever we are? Why don't, you know, why does people like, why are they haters? You know, why, why can't we just mind our own business, do our own thing? You know, I used to work for some people who would purposely like cuss and say stuff when I, when I first became a Christian. They would do stuff to like ruffle my feathers. You know, they would just do stuff on purpose. And then another person I worked with would be like, oh, I'm going to take cover. The lightning bolts are going to come down, you know, because this other person would just constantly say stuff. And I'd be like, you know what, that's fine. And, and, and you know, eventually I got to that point. But at first I'd be like, oh, you know, that's not the way God is. And I'd be trying to like convince them. You know, it's on deaf ears. Nobody's listening at that moment. You know, they're not. You're not going to convince them. You're not going to win the argument. You're not. They're not going to have an aha moment. You know, but it was the little things that I said or did, and eventually that person came to church with me twice, and at that particular church, and then um, they went on and they they um, last time I heard they go to a different denomination. They they are in church. And so that was cool. You know, that was cool for me. I was like, okay, well, I must have done something right. You know, they came, came with me twice there and visited. And at the time, you know, we were, I was going to non-denominational church. And uh, they, were, they were, you know, falling out, speaking in tongues of that. It was a little much for them at that point in time. They got a little scared. 
But they, I was, I was like, praise God that I was able to plant the seed somehow in his life. And so, um, but anyway, I um, have another scripture in First Peter two nine here. But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. And um, so that's part of our, our heritage right there. He's called us, and it's our job, um, our responsibility, to, to proclaim his goodness, to proclaim that, that um, we are, we are um, set apart. You know, we... we and, and to tell other people, there's a way out of your situation. You know, come come join on my team because my father is a king and he, he makes a way where there's no way. I love that song this morning. And um, and so, and then secondly, we have to accept our uniqueness. Okay, so some of us are more unique than others. No, I'm kidding. But um, we all are unique. We have been 100% accepted by the one who made us. We don't need to avoid, add anything to ourselves. To, make, to be more pleasing to God. And if you guys have ever struggled like I have, I'm a people pleaser, so I'm like, oh, I can't make anybody mad. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I, okay, what do I need to do? I'm, I've signed up people for their telephone. I learned my lesson from that. A couple of friends, I, I signed for their cell phone. I got in trouble, they didn't pay their bill. They were, my mom was mad at me, it was not a good situation. I mean, whatever you need, okay, you need a ride, okay, I'll, I'll take you. Wait, I'm, this is like two months later, I'm still taking you someplace. No, wait, that's not, you know, what is it, what is it that can I do to help you? And I realized that I had to channel that in the right way. But, um, but you know, we, we, um, we don't have to do that with the Lord, right? We don't have to, we don't have to serve 40 hours a week. We don't have to, you know, we just have to love Him. And we just have to be obedient to Him. And we have to follow and, and spend time with Him. And, and that's all that we need to do. And we don't have to add anything else to ourselves to please Him. And um, He's, as I said earlier, He's placed greatness on the inside of us. He, we already have all that we need to do um, for him in our in, in place in there. And so in Genesis 127 it said it says, So God created man in his own likeness. He created him in the likeness of God. He created them as male and as female. And I heard someone say one time that when God looks at you, it's a reflection of himself. And when he looks, what comes back when he sees that? And I thought, oh, man, that's really awesome because we all were made in his image, right? So, so when he looks at us through what Christ has done for us, he, he sees a vision of himself. And, and who are we to say, I don't look good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, you know, strong enough. I'm not, you know, man enough or whatever, you know, you guys may have, you know, we all have struggled with. That's offensive to him. We're, we're saying, you know, you, you didn't do a good enough job. And so that, that's sad. Sometimes when we think about that, we're like, man, Lord, I, I repent of that. No, I am I'm, unique, and you've created me to be who I am, and I'm happy with that, right? To be content, to be happy with who he's made us to be. And um, Psalm 139, 13 through 16 says, Oh, yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, your breathtaking, body and soul. I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. 
You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something like an open bit book. You watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I even lived one day. And I think that's the passion translation, but I love that how that that unfolds there. He knew everything about us, how he wanted us to be, and he put us in that scope of time that we needed to be in because of our uniqueness, because how he's made us. And um, and so when we talk about, um, I'm going to break in here really quick, when we talk about identity and what does that mean, it's the fact of being who or what a person is. It is who you are, the way you think about yourself, the way you are viewed, and the characteristics that define you. And when we're talking about unveiling this morning, it means to make public, to uncover, to reveal, to remove a covering. And um, when we talk about we are royalty, that right here, our uniqueness, accept that. And in Psalm 139, he knew everything about you before you had even lived one day. I'm like, man, that's so awesome. Like, he knew everything that he needed you to do, everything that would line up, what family you were going to be born into, you know, what um, place in, in, in the United States you were going to live in, the, the things that you were going to do, the, the things that you were going to see, who you were going to come in contact with. He orchestrated all of that for, for his glory. Amen. It's deep, deep today. Uh, so um, we're also going to avoid your adversary. We know that the enemy likes to set little traps for us. He likes to put fear. He likes to put hatred amongst us. He likes to cause division. A lot of people in the United States right now, all over the world, they are divided and they are they and the churches are so divided because of little things. And well, you don't do things this way, and you don't do things that way, and this is how I would do it. You know, but we are all after the same goal. We are all um, for Christ. We are all trying to to win the loss. We are all trying to serve Him, and so we need to sometimes look past those differences and say, you know, I'm not going to fall for that trap. You know what? That's okay. You know, we this last week we went to we ministered at a Baptist church, and some people be like, oh, don't go to a Baptist church. You know what? That's okay. You know, we can be ourselves. They didn't say, oh, you know, you guys are, you know, uber-Christian, you speak your tongue, you do whatever, you know, all that kind of weird stuff. No, they were like, what do you have for us? You know, you can you can be, you can give as much of God as somebody wants to somebody. I, I'm a believer of that. And so, you know what, sometimes we drop off a little seed to somebody. Sometimes we may, we may share our testimony. Sometimes we may just give a, a little snippet of what God's done for us. And then sometimes we have an hour or two is something that we can share like all the things God has done and what he wants them to do in their life and, and lead them help lead them to Christ. And there's all different things that we can do, but it's up to that person how much they they tug on you, right? How much they want. And so I'm a I'm a believer. Okay, you know what? If somebody asks me for something, if somebody, you know, wants to partner with us for something, you know, if it's not against, if their beliefs aren't completely against, you know, God's word and what I believe, I'm gonna I'm gonna help them out. I'm gonna cheer them on. And um, so that was um, division. We have our gossip and lies. He the enemy tries to twist our thoughts and our um, 
and what we believe in, in about God and each other. You know, Christians can sometimes be the meanest people to other Christians. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, we're supposed to, we're supposed to love. What happened to that? You know, we can, I've had people try to, you know, I call them the spies. They kind of, they kind of sabotage you. They're waiting for you to do something so they can go back and report something. I'm like, come on, was it really that big? It's all been out of proportion. And you're like, was it really that big of a deal? You could have just came to me first. I would have gave you the scoop, you know, whatever, whatever it was. And um, so sometimes, you know, the enemy gets us to believe those things. And so we have to avoid that. We have to be smarter than him. We have to know that God wants us to have love for each other and he wants us to have peace in our lives. You know, let's don't get all caught up on the drama and all that. They just have joy and hope in every day because everywhere else is surrounding us. I see all the, the news posts and all this kind of weird stuff, you know, that goes on. I'm like, man, I saw something the other day. Um, I got a news, um, uh, whatever, alert thing. It came up and it said in the Walmart that I had shopped at in, in Arlington, I'm like, somebody had been carjacked and they drug this person out by the head of their hair and all this stuff. And I sent a picture. They caught him, thank goodness. But I sent a picture to my husband. I'm like, is this the Walmart that we've been to several times? I'm like, mm, I'm not going back in. I'm like, no. but I'm like, it's scary. I'm like, geez, they flagged her down. I mean, there was witnesses, so they caught him. I'm like, I don't know if it was in daylight or what it was, but they dragged her out by the head of her hair and tried to steal her car. I'm like, What's wrong with you? You know, like she probably was trying to, oh, does he need help? Like, that'd be me. Like, oh, look, someone's trying to get my attention. Somebody needs help. Like, what? And you just get carjacked. I'm like, geez. So, just, so there's enough of that craziness going on that, you know, I don't need to focus on that. I need to focus in on what God has for me and having joy in my life. Because if you look at all the crazy stuff going on, it is not good. It's, it can bring you down really quick. And um, so it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And, uh, you know, that's what the word tells us. And, and I believe that. You know, there's some things that are okay for some people. And that's where they are with their Lord. And, you know, that's what, you know, whatever it is. If it's drinking, if it's whatever they're believing. They're not saying if it's wrong, it's right or whatever. It's maybe wrong right for that person. But um, for me, it's not okay. So there's certain places I can't go because it's not right for me. You know, there's some places... That um, that I know that I would be easily swayed. I would just feel uncomfortable, and so I don't I don't go there. But there's certain family members and stuff, you know. When everybody gets together, there's certain things they talk about or whatever, and I'm like, that's great, you know. But I kind of mosey in the conversation because it's not okay for me, and so um, because how I feel, and I can have that that checker on the inside that kind of is like, mm, something doesn't feel right, and I start getting that icky feeling, and I'm like, okay, all right, I have to I have to exit out, you know, and and I'll have to be rude. You know, you don't have to just be like, I learned this over the hard way. But at first, I'd be like, I'm a Christian. I can't do that. You're all sinning. Da, 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 da. You, know, you can't do that. So you just, you, know, you get fired places or come hang out at the bar or the club or whatever. So and so singing, you know, whatever. Okay, that's that's not for me anymore. And so well, I think, okay, well, you know, I'm probably busy or something's going on. You know, I'll let you know, you know, and just, just move on. And so in... Um, Ephesians 25 through 7, or 25 through 27, it says, So discard every form of dishonesty and lying, so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth. Ooh, that's good right there. For we all belong to one another, but don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not even for a day. 
Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. And that's really good because, you know what, excuse me, sometimes getting out of the house, you know, with the kids, getting to school, you know, I can, you can lose your salvation right there and be like, oh my gosh, just get close up. I don't care what you're wearing. Get in the car. I don't care if your hair is done. I don't care if you need to brush or whatever. Okay, you had breakfast. Get in the car. Let's go. We can't be late because you'll get detention and then I'll feel bad, you know, and all this stuff. And so there's things like that that want to steal your joy. Then when the enemy wants to come in, and then you think back, like, man, it's my fault how I got up earlier. If I would have planned better, if I would have, you know, not tried to schedule too many things in, you know, or whatever, whatever, however it happens, you know, um, to make you just get angry, you know, just over something silly. Sometimes I'm like, clean your room, do this, do that. I'm like, and then you know, when you have to like take a breather, you have to get, you have to walk away. You're like, ooh. Ooh, you know, you're like, man, it was not that big of a deal. It, like, it takes, like, some people, they can recover really quick. For me, Pastor Eric, come on, come be like, why are you in a bad mood? I'm like, because the kids been driving me crazy, da, 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 da. or just something that I didn't, you know, handle. I I did this or didn't do that or I forgot to do this. And he's like, why do you let it steal your joy? That's like hours ago. Why are you still mad? I'm like, oh, man, you know, just let it go and keep going. Keep on going. And um, so, so avoid the adversary. Don't believe what the enemy says about you. That's a big one. But choose to believe what God says about you. Just because you made a mistake doesn't mean that's your label. I'm the mistake maker. I'm the failure. I'm the, you know, I can't um, keep promises. I can't do that. Whatever it is that you struggle with, that doesn't mean that's who you are. Now, it may be true about that situation. And we have to fess up and own up to that. It may be true. You may have made a mistake. You may have done something that you shouldn't have. You may have not planned well. It may have been a snowball effect and the whole day went crazy. That's okay. There's tomorrow. So wake up tomorrow and do a better job. And so don't let the enemy tell you this is who you are and this is where you have to stay. Number four, assert your authority. So speak life in God's word over your life. You know, um, take a minute and say, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to this situation. You know, your lunch break. Whatever time you, you steal away and say, you know, God, I'm speaking life over this because you have given me authority. God, you have given the authority to Jesus, who then has given authority to us. And we are to stand up and to declare the good things of the Lord, to, to declare um, truth and wholeness and um, life into any situation that you're struggling with. And Ephesians 6, 17 says, excuse me, embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. Like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies and take the mighty razor, sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you con constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. So that's all, everybody. You know what? Every All the believers. doesn't matter again. doesn't matter what denomination. doesn't matter whoever. If you're a believer, speak the word. Speak the word of truth. Tell them the truth in love. You know, pray um, and over um, your family and people you come in contact with, your co-workers. Pray for them. Even if they're not saved, pray even harder for them, right? Just speak life into that situation. They come telling them all kinds of junk. Just, you know what, try to switch it around. Say, how can I 
Can I find some kind of life to give them? <laughs> right now they need it. So find something to speak and switch and flip the script and be positive to them. Don't let the enemy try to to direct conversations and and how uh, things in, that you can, that you can have control over, right? And so, um, I, I uh, yesterday we had a um, some a mistake that we did a long time ago. We didn't turn library books back in. Anybody ever guilty about that? You get the, the fees. Ooh. They wanted. I'm like, I could have bought like a whole twenty books. I'm like, dear Lord. I'm like, yeah, we've had them for a while, but I'm like, man. So we go and we turn these little four books in, and I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, please, I really don't want to spend this money. I know it was my fault. I know that we should have turned it in earlier, but we didn't. They got lost, and da 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 but I'm doing it now. And so please give me a favor. And so she did. She waived all the fees. I mean, this was like, I got the bill, and I was like, $150. I'm like, what? For four books? They're crazy. I'm like, that, that, is, that is too much. And we'd had it for several months. So, I mean, several months. And uh, Marina was reading the, the, um, the doom date, and I was like, they have, that has to be a mistake. I'm like, we did not have them that long. It was like before the baby was born. I'm like, oh, Lord, we, we were busy. We were busy. Can we have some grace? And she did. She waived all the fees they got. I only had to pay like an eight ninety five fee or whatever, but I was like, thank you. I don't want to pay $150 for these books. And so I did. I had to sort my authority. My like, Lord, I'm your favorite child. Remember that today, right? <laughs> Please, I'm repenting. I won't do, you know, like library books. I'll take better care of your stuff. You know, they were in one piece. They weren't written on. They weren't, like, destroyed. I'm like, can we have some favor? And she looked at me and with my three children, and she was like, yeah, you probably need some extra help. So I will weigh that fee for you. But assort your authority in situations that... Um, I always... I hear, I hear this all the time. If it's something that you can control then God doesn't get the glory for it, right? But there's something that's out of your control. That's something that's, that's, that's he, you need him to do a miracle in this situation. And so, uh, uh, sorting your authority, you're coming into agreement with what, remember, what God says about you. So come into agreement with that and with him. And uh, number five, await your destiny. So knowing him is knowing yourself this is how you discover your true godly kingdom identity, right? The more we read about it, the more we spend time with him. You know, I can tell the difference if I've spent time with him every day or I've missed a couple of days, right? About my, um, my man, Lord, I didn't have time to, you know, spend as much time with you as I wanted. I just, like, prayed over my food and, like, like okay, hurry, girls, let's pray when we drop you off at school or whatever. Good, the day is different than if I've spent a whole hour in worship and, and loving on him. You know, I feel different about my Self, right? And so await your destiny. In Ephesians 2.10, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works he would do, or we would do to fulfill it. Ephesians 2.10. And I'm like, Lord, what do you have for me today? That's my destiny. My destiny is to live one day at a time and make sure that I'm obedient to him. And then as I do that, as I as I hear from him and live close to him and um, try to just be obedient those things he's telling me to do, he's going to reveal something down the road. And maybe he's giving you a glimpse of it and you have no idea how it's going to come to pass, but you hold on to that. And you say, okay, Lord, I'm ready. So I want to make sure that I, I'm doing what I need to do because when 
to fulfill that bigger thing, right? You can go the little steps before he's going to unveil that bigger thing and that key moment, and you want to be prayed up and ready and be like, Lord, I'm ready for this thing, this challenge. You know, there's, there's been times I look back in my life and I'm like, I did not prepare like I should have. Man, for things, places he's taken us and relationships and um, just steps along the way, I'm like, man, if I would have known this is where I'd be standing today, I would have prepared differently um, as I was awaiting the destiny that you have for me, you know? And so um, let's don't look back and say that for the future, right? Let's don't look back and say, Lord, I wish I would have gotten my stuff together and I would have been a lot different place when that opportunity arose because now it's hard, then it's harder. If you don't, there's been certain situations where I'm like, hmm, I have to stay up hard. I should prepare for that message better. I should have, um, I should have um, done something better or, or put more time into this because now I'm scrambling at the end and the procrastination bug gets you. And you're like, ooh, now I have to, no, it couldn't have been, as, it couldn't have been better if I would have planned better, right? Or for, for whatever that item, whatever that season of ministry, whatever that event, whatever that that message, that that testimony that you're sharing with somebody. Have you ever been sharing with somebody and you're like, I am watching this up. I don't know what you're here. It's like squirrel rabbit trail. You're like, you did not need to know all of that, but now you do, and how can I switch, you know, back around, you know? And so there's little things that he has for you. You're like, Lord, trust me. If you're, you're like that, if you are with me today, and say, Lord, trust me. Lord, I want to await the things that you that you um, planned for me before I was even born, Lord. I want you to reveal those to me. I want to wait, and in your perfect timing, I want you to reveal that to me, and I want to do big things for you. Amen. So I'm just here to encourage you today that your identity in Christ is is more than just feeling good about yourself. You have a heritage that um, that goes way back. And um, spiritually, even before you even thought about it, you have a uniqueness that is special and that God purposely made you that way. You have to avoid your adversary so that you don't get sidetracked and fall into traps that aren't going to point you in the direction you need to go. You have to assort your authority in every situation. Know that he's giving you his word as your, as your armor, as your, your weapons against the enemy so that you can... Um, be victorious like we sung today and await your destiny. God has something big in store for you. And um, it's our job to find out and listen to what that is so that we can be obedient and be in his perfect will. Amen. Because we can sometimes we can we can be doing things that are good, but is it his will for our life? And um, and then you may find out well, that was a good thing, but I had some struggles along the way because I wasn't in his perfect will with what he wanted me to do.